another episode of Houston Exercise Science, a podcast where we talk about fitness as long as it is scientifically backed. So this episode, I'd like to touch on more of a detailed uh, talk about training and what happens to your body while you train, and then what happens when you stop training, which is a principle called uh, detraining, and what happens in your body when you just decide to stop doing absolutely any kind of workout. So uh, as always, thank you for listening and let's get into it. So when we're talking about training, there's a lot of differences that happen in the body as you start to work out really great, healthy differences. And when we're talking about that, we're going to be seeing a lot of great differences in terms of your heart and what your heart is doing when you're exercising uh, and after you're exercising as you get better. So there's some definitions that we need to take care of before I tell you some specific improvements of the heart. So that way you know what I'm talking about and you're not lost if, if you don't know these already. So let's start talking about the heart and all of the things, all of these definitions that you're going to be hearing. So the first thing you're going to be hearing is cardiac output. So cardiac output is the pretty much the amount of blood that heart is pushing out per unit of time. And this can be calculated by multiplying heart rate with stroke volume. So then the question is, what is stroke volume? <laughs> so stroke volume is the the difference or the amount of blood being pumped out of the left ventricle during a cardiac contraction. And the left ventricle is pretty much the last stop for the blood to get to before it's pumped out to the rest of the body in a simpler way to explain that. And if you multiply your heart rate with this stroke volume, we get cardiac output. And how does this tie into training? Well, the more blood going around your body, the more oxygen going to your muscles, the better you're going to be performing during a workout. So it all connects. So we're going to be talking about that. And then we're also going to be talking about a thing... Um, a thing called EDV, which is end diastolic volume. Uh, so it's pretty much the amount of blood that's going to be in your ventricles of your heart at the end of um, of filling up those chambers. So it's before it con contracts. So it's it's not contracting; it's relaxing. The heart is. And so it's filling up with blood, and, and that is an end diastolic volume, the amount of blood that's in your heart before, right before it starts to contract. And then we're also going to be talking about AVO2 difference, which is arteriovenous oxygen difference, uh, which is the, it's the, is the difference in the oxygen content of the blood between the 
arterial blood and the venous blood. So the blood in your arteries and the blood in your veins. So essentially, it, it shows how much oxygen is removed from the blood um, as the blood circulates through your body. And you want this difference to be pretty high. The higher it is, the more fit you are because your body is successfully and efficiently taking oxygen from the blood and transporting it to your muscles so that it can continue to contract. So I think that's everything. <laughs> um, yeah. So with all those definitions out of the way, let's now get to the actual subject, which is all of these different things that happen in your body as you start to work out. So the first thing you're going to notice is the biggest change that your heart's going to experience is that cardiac output change. This is going to be the biggest change that happens in short-term training, which would be four months. That's actually short term. Then after 32 months, about give or take, that VO2 difference we talked about, that AVO2 difference, that's going to be the biggest change in your body after that. Also, what's going to happen is cardiac output is going to increase while you train. So your heart's able to push out more blood and efficiently and stronger contractions. And what's going to happen is your max heart rate is not going to uh, change with training. That really changes with age. So your max heart rate that you can go up is, um, is not going to change at all. But the stroke volume will change as you train. And remember the definition or the formula for cardiac output was the heart rate times stroke volume. So if stroke volume goes up a lot, then overall, so will cardiac output. So that'll change also. And also an increase in that end diastolic volume, the amount of blood that you have in your heart before it actually contracts, that increases as well. And uh, your, your heart will be able to contract harder as well. And all of these factors also play into a lower resting heart rate because your body doesn't, your heart doesn't have to work so hard to get all that blood around your, your body because it's so strong and there's a lot of blood coming in, really hard contractions. So it doesn't need to beat so fast to keep up with the demands of your body, even at rest. So healthier people have lower resting heart rates um, than unhealthy people. And so that's where that comes from as well. A stronger heart, more blood going around, and um, that all adds up to that. So that's some, cha some changes that happen during training. Um, also, you're going to see your muscle types muscle fiber types shift depending on what kind of exercise you're doing. So we have three different ones, which is slow twitch fibers, fast twitch fibers, and intermediate fibers. 
And so those will change depending on what you're doing. So let's say you're doing aerobic training, um, then those uh, fast twitch muscles or type 2 um, will shift to type 1 or slow twitch um, because of the fact that it is aerobic training is all about duration and low um, amount of work for you to do. So it's not really a lot of uh, power involved, but more so low and slow, like mar like a marathon. The next change you're going to see is capillary density, which is pretty much the increase of the amount of capillaries, like veins, arteries, all that stuff, but mainly the capillaries. The density will increase as well, up to 15%. It after about one to two months of training. Uh, so what this does is it increases the blood flow to the uh, skeletal muscle. Um, it also helps with gas exchange, um, getting oxygen into the muscles, all that. Also heat removal. Um, it actually helps kind of take that heat away from the muscles. And um, also a greater, greater nutrient supply that your muscles will need during and especially after an exercise to recover and everything like that. The other great change, I think I mentioned this in another episode, but I'll mention it again anyways, is uh, your mitochondrial content. Everyone knows what the mitochondria is, the powerhouse of the cell. So you're going to see that um, there's going to be in, an increase, about 50 to 100% increase in the first six weeks of training, which is really crazy. And um, a little side note, if you're doing high-intensity interval training, I know it's popular, I myself like to do it too, um, you're going to see the same kind of changes. So some people may wonder if um, any of this also applies to interval training it definitely does it does pretty much the same stuff as uh as lifting and sprinting and all that so it definitely does uh have that same effect in interval training um now we're going to be talking about lifting now lifting is pretty interesting because when you first start lifting you you may think that you're getting really strong really quickly. And you may think oh, I'm gaining a lot of muscle mass pretty quickly. And this is the kind of workouts that I, I, I'm built for or my genetics or something. Now, what I'm going to explain does not discredit your gains. <laughs> it just explains a little bit more of what you're experiencing. So initially... When you first start lifting, you're going to experience what's called a neural adaptation response. Uh, this is going to occur like eight weeks in, which is a long time, I know. But uh, eight weeks in, you're going to be experiencing this adaptation. And what that is, is it's the increased like, ability to recruit more motor units and well let's talk about motor units what are those before i just keep going motor unit is it, it's made up of a motor neuron and a muscle fiber 
and the these motor units work together to contract the entire overall muscle in a coordinated way so that's what a motor unit is it's a neuron and a muscle fiber and a bunch of them and you know um, one motor unit can control lots of muscle fibers um, up to hundreds let's say in a big muscle like a like your quads and so what happens is this neural adaptation means that more motor units are being recruited and they're also going to be firing in a a more synchronized way and a more efficient way so pretty much you're some people refer to this as muscle memory you're creating because when we talk about detraining which is coming up you're going to see that you're detraining but then when you retrain uh those motor units are still possibly around and still remember what kind of sequence they fire off and synchronize each other and you'll get back your your strength gains uh pretty quickly and then eventually after a few weeks this entire neural adaptation slowly becomes hypertrophy which is the enlargement of your muscles your then you're actually getting bigger you're actually making gains that um you're trying to make so it does flip over but not initially after before um before that time so the first few weeks you're going to be having that and it's not a bad thing it's a good thing you you should celebrate it because uh you're still getting stronger and it that's a step that needs to be done to get stronger so um be happy that that that's uh, happening anyways so there's a lot more benefits that i actually will talk about decreasing the probability of a heart attack or cancer or a lot of different diseases and stuff that also becomes uh, beneficial as well and there's there's a lot of decrease in likelihood of getting those things as you keep on working out but that'll be like a whole other episode talking about all of the specific percentages that that happens um that you're going to be experiencing so basically tons of benefits but you're looking at a lot of changes in the heart a lot of changes in oxygen and all that stuff a lot of changes in your muscle your your nervous system pretty much getting the the on the on the same page as you that you're trying to work out and this is what we're doing and your nervous system will follow what you're trying to do eventually it's a slow change but it's a very it's better than rushing it with any sort of weird supplements <laughs> in your body so now we're going to move on to detraining and what happens when you stop working out well the quick definition of this or the the quick explanation is everything i just said all of these increases of of cardiac output and stroke volume and edv and vo2 uh, difference all that stuff avo2 difference all of that decreases essentially so there's a rapid decrease in vo2 max which is the maximum volume of oxygen your body can efficiently use 
during exercise. That decreases rapidly. Uh, to give you some numbers, it's about 8% within 12 days and 20% after 84 days, which uh, it adds up pretty quick, as you could see. Stroke volume definitely goes down. Um, you're going to have your AVO2 difference go down. All the mitochondria, the, the, um, the size of them, the amount of them, the amount of oxygen they can, or energy rather, sorry, that they can produce all goes down um, as the weeks go by. You're going to see that uh, your muscle fibers that you worked so hard to convert to whatever you, whatever workout you're doing, converts back <laughs> to what they were before. So you'll see actually, um, you'll see actually that these, um, these slow twitch muscles will go back and fast twitch will go back, whatever it was before, um, it'll go back. And then, um, in the initial, um, your initial 12 days, initial decrease of all this is due to stroke volume. So this is what we're talking about, cardiac output. And uh, that's going to go down because of your stroke volume going down. Then later, as the, this time of not working out increases the, uh, like we just said, the difference, the uh, AVO2 difference goes down as well. So this principle of reversibility is definitely a thing. Whatever progress you make when you're working out can be reversed and will be if you stop working out. And we've seen as uh, we've studied this stuff that if you are, if you've worked out your entire life or for years and then you just stop, it's going to take a long time. Uh, like we were mentioning, 84 days. It's going to take a long time to lose it all. But it, you can. If you've been training for only not even a year, then losing it will be quick. So you kind of get a, a little bit of a window, a longer window, the more you work out. And this really helps with professional athletes if they get injured they can't really train so the good news for them though is since they're so athletic and they've been working out for years they have a little bit more time to heal and bar that injury um, before losing all of the things that they've lost and then of course like we just said once they go back to lifting or working out or running whatever it is they're going to get all that back pretty quickly so they'll, they'll retraining uh, which is getting everything back. Um, they won't have to retrain for too long before they're back to where they were pre-injury. Whereas somebody that hasn't worked out for a long time and they get injured, they're going to lose it all very quickly. And it's going to take a lot more retraining to get back to where they were. So, um, I think that's all I have for you. Yeah, that's all I have for you uh, this time. So, we're at like 20 minutes, but anyways, this was a pretty interesting subject about what happens with your body 
and what you're going to expect when you're training and when you're detraining and then what happens when you have to retrain. So thank you again for listening and um, I'll see you guys on the next one.